0: for this podcast comes from Talent Nexus. Talent Nexus are a performance marketing agency who help you get better results from your recruitment advertising. Whether you're advertising on job boards, social media, or search, they can help make sure that it's working as effectively as it can be so you can hit your recruitment goals. To find out how you can get better results from your recruitment advertising, book a free consultation call by going to www.talentnexus.com. That's www.talentnexus.com.
1: There's been more of scientific discovery, more
2: of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine, than in all the ages of history.
0: Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 245 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Programmatic advertising is something that seems to strike confusion into the heart of many employers around the world. However, There are a growing number of talent acquisition teams who are already using programmatic techniques to drive some excellent results. So, what techniques and what technologies are they using, and how does programmatic advertising even work? To get the definitive answers to these questions, I have not one. Not two, but three guests on the show this week. John Hull, Head of Resourcing Delivery at Nationwide Building Society, and Ben Gledhill, Head of Talent Acquisition at Yodel, will be sharing their experiences as practitioners. I'm also joined by Rob Prince from Talent Nexus, who will be acting as our programmatic expert and helping to demystify what is fast becoming a very important area of talent attraction. Hi, Rob, and welcome to the podcast.
3: Thanks very much for having me.
0: My absolute pleasure to have you on the show as our resident programmatic expert. Could you just introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do?
3: Yeah, of course. So uh, my name is Rob Prince. Uh, I'm the client services director at Talent Nexus. Uh, So it's my job to be out in the industry as much as possible, speaking to new partners and clients and kind of talking about what we do and how we do it. Um, Talent Nexus, we're a performance marketing agency working exclusively within recruitment. So our job is to sit in between organisations and the places that they can advertise for candidates. Uh, And it's our job to to make that process more efficient and more effective. So we work across the industry, work with direct employers, job boards and and recruitment agencies. Uh, But everything we do is about kind of helping them attract and engage candidates in a more effective way. So let's start by
0: setting the scene with our first practitioner interview, and then we'll come back and get your thoughts, Rob. Here's John Hull. Hi, John, and welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Matt. Could you just introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do?
2: Sure, Yeah. So I'm John Hull. I'm Head of Resourcing Delivery for Nationwide Building Society. So effectively, that includes all of the customer-facing recruitment, branch network, contact centres, etc., graduate and emerging talent and then head office roles.
0: Could you just give us maybe a sort of a quick overview of some of the sort of key recruiting challenges you guys face?
2: Yeah, sure. So we have about six hundred and fifty branches across the UK. So recruiting um customer reps or you know member reps as we call them into those um branches. Then we have five five strict six contact centres dotted around the, the UK. Um, who are normally kind of a major interface for our um, members, and then obviously our emerging talent and graduate recruitment, is, which includes apprentices, um, inter- interns, or work experience as you'd call it, and industrial placements, um, which totals about 200 hires um, a year, and then the various challenges of things like risk, audit, finance, marketing um, into the into the head office centres in. In Swindon and Northampton mainly.
0: So I know that you personally have been using programmatic advertising as part of um your strategy for quite some time. Before we sort of get in and talk about that in more detail, how do you explain programmatic to to colleagues and other people in the industry? What's what's your definition of what it actually is?
2: For me it's a really simple concept. It's it's uber targeting of of your um target audience, really, so imagine I was using the analogy, imagine you're shopping for a pair of trainers or you know a handbag online. that ad will follow you you know if you've clicked on something that's made you aware of it, that ad will follow you for a period of time every time you log on to your um device, and that gives you um it basically gives the candidate in this the opportunity to least least part the resistance so you know, you can define your persona, target the audience, and if if, if you're not hitting the mark, you you move on and re- reshape it.
0: And how are you using programmatic advertising at the moment?
2: So, nationwide, we've just um, used it as part of our um, graduate campaign, um, and that's been really interesting because, again, e- e- you know, quite easy to target those those people in terms of age and demographic, and and arguably geography. Um, but it's really resonated well in order to get our messages, you know, the specific messages we want to target these people with. It lands on their Facebook feed or Instagram feed or Snapchat feed um, and we get instant feedback. So you can, um, on a daily, but we we take it weekly, weekly um, report on what's worked and what hasn't and then where to you know, where to pull or where to dial up the investment into those channels.
0: And what kind of results do you do you get from it?
2: I mean they've been phenomenal. I mean for the, for the graduate campaign, phenomenal, you know, we've had something like, um for a very low level of spend, something like six hundred applica- you know, real applications into our um process. In a previous life when I was at Carillion we taught, we used this for um, what we would call engineers so maintenance engineers. So plumbers, electricians, pe- people who fix the air conditions in buildings who are traveling around, who are very mobile, so wouldn't have a laptop or anything like that, but had their mobile devices. And we could target them by by creating that persona and um, and geography to to almost a kind of a radius of where they work or live. And, and that was phenomenal. You know, Kareem was a really cost-conscious business. And we, we filled of those roles through the programmatic room for probably about thirty percent of the budget we would have normally spent on job boards or other media
0: it's it's quite interesting because there are a number of organizations using various forms of programmatic advertising out there but they're and, and using it really successfully but there are lots and lots of employers um, who who aren't using it at all what what would your advice be to someone who wants to get start started with um, programmatic
2: well I think engage engage an expert you know I guess there are plenty of um, you know, experts. Too, you know, too many to mention in terms of who can help guide you through the um, you know the process. But more importantly, you're in control as the as the customer. The vendors are no longer in control, so you can set aside as much or as little budget as you want and try it. You know, and then if it if it doesn't work first time, you can then you know move that money somewhere else. And I think that's the important thing. It's not no longer is it a job board saying. This piece of inventory will cost you X and you've got to trial it for a month or period of time or whatever that is. This is now in the hands of the um, client um, trying out what really works for your particular organisation or,
0: or job profile. And. Do you think the? I mean, do you think? I mean, I think I know the answer to this question already. But I mean, do you think that the market is doing a good job? The vendors and the, and the experts who provide programmatic services. Do you, do you think they're doing a good job of explaining explaining what it is and what it does? And 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 if not, what could they do differently? Well, I, I guess
2: I guess not. Probably, given given the conversation we had before we went on air, Matt. Um, uh, you know that, you know, I guess we were using programmatic three four years ago, and and the uptake is still not that deep into the market um i think it's the advice would be to to the vendors would be to get away from the hype you know it's it's not a shiny new tool in that sense it's not something that takes a lot of um input from the from the client and it's it's to break it down into its you know manageable pieces because i think people get frightened by any kind of hr or or recruitment tech because they think it will cost them a fortune Whereas you know with programmatic it's the opposite. I mean you can spend a fortune, but you don't have to, and you can try and you know try almost try as you go, and set your own budget. And I think that's the the power. It puts the power back in the hands of of you, and and it, and it doesn't mean you put all your eggs in one basket. So it doesn't mean you're going to cut off job boards or LinkedIn or whatever immediately. It it, um, it just gives you a, a broader mix and arguably more leverage.
0: John, thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks, Matt So, Rob programmatic, it seems to be a topic that causes a lot of confusion. Could you give us your definition of the term and and also why you think there is so much confusion out there around it?
3: Yeah, sure. So I I think programmatic is one of those words that has suffered somewhat from being a bit of a buzzword. Um, I I think very often it gets grouped up in that batch of uh, sort of conference speak words. So, you know, AI, blockchain, machine learning, all those kinds of things. Um, The the reality is that the, the word itself, programmatic, is is actually a very simple term that just refers to something that can be programmed so uh, that that just refers to a process with a high level of automation very often you could swap the word programmatic out for automatic and you you wouldn't lose a huge amount of meaning there uh, but programmatic obviously sounds much sexier so if you're uh, if you're speaking at a conference or you're trying to sell something to a client programmatic tends to get a bit more of an impact um in, in marketing the, the word programmatic is really used as shorthand for what uh, what we actually mean which is programmatic advertising and that's any advertising that works automatically so all social media is is programmatic any google advertising is programmatic and what we mean by that is it's it's set up once with a set of rules and criteria and then runs automatically. There's no manual input. There's nobody uh, sitting at Facebook or Instagram and kind of manually serving adverts to people. Um, it's oh, all kind of set up and left to run. And then what we do is we manage the results uh, and kind of the outputs of that rather than on, on a sort of ongoing manual basis. Within recruitment, that, that there is a further type of programmatic advertising which, uh, which Ben will go on to talk a lot more about. Um, Within recruitment, we're actually doing two types of of programmatic advertising. We're doing what John's talked about, which is um, on social media and on on Google pay-per-click advertising. But then within recruitment, we've got an extra form of programmatic advertising we can do, which is unique to the the only channel that we use within recruitment that nobody else uses, and that's job boards. So, We've also got this layer of programmatic advertising, which is programmatic job board advertising, i.e. the highly automated placement and management of jobs to job boards and the resulting applications we get. So that form of programmatic is really just like a really advanced multi-poster, like a Broadbean or an Idaboo, um, where we're posting up to lots of channels and then managing what what comes back. In answer to your question about why that's caused so much confusion, I, I think it's because we're using a term to mean several things interchangeably Um, it's used as a buzzword a lot and has been applied to lots of different products and bits of tech really it's describing an approach and there's also two approaches within recruitment that we're, we're describing at the same time one is the one that John's talking about which is sort of display programmatic and social media programmatic and another is what Ben's talking about which is job board advertising being managed automatically
0: before we listen to the interview with ben another question around all this confusion john mentioned that the industry's not very good at explaining what's what's going on here would would you would you agree with that
3: i'd absolutely agree with that i think we we're on a real mission at the moment to make programmatic programmatic as accessible as possible i think as an industry we've been really bad at doing that so far um i i think we we need to be more rigorous with people using buzzwords for the sake of it because I think that's really not helping. Uh, but generally speaking, I think we all need to commit to helping uh, the industry upskill and learn more about this new area of advertising because what's easy to forget on the supplier side. So a, a, as an agency, this is our our day job, right? We're doing this all all, all day every day. Um, for our clients, this this will likely be sort of less than five five to ten percent of their their role. Like they're managing a lot of other stuff alongside this and we need to set the bar much higher in terms of making that as easy for people as possible there's quite a lot to understand there's a lot of new um you know kind of metrics and ways to measure things and different technologies to learn um so i don't think it's surprising that people have been confused so far but i do think it's an area where where that sort of the whole industry needs to kind of raise the bar a bit going forwards
0: so let's dive into our second interview to get some practitioner perspective on programmatic job advertising Here's Ben Glatil. Hi Ben and welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing, Matt? Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just quickly introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do?
1: Yeah, of course you So, hi everyone. My name's Ben Gledhill. I'm the head of TA up at Yodel. Um, just come off our peak campaign to hire lots of new uh, drivers um, to deliver all our festive parcels. So, so, yeah, it's been quite a uh, quite a busy few months.
0: Absolutely. And, I mean, tell us a little bit about what the recruitment challenges are in, 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 in terms of doing that kind of recruitment
1: yeah definitely so i mean it, it is a um, it's a little bit of a volume beast to be honest with you so um, we we hire um anything up to two and a half even maybe three thousand in some years um additional people over peaks that could be drivers it could be operators in our distribution center it could be additional customer service staff for example and one of the tiny teeny tiny problems that we face is Everybody else is doing the same. So not only are competitors in the courier or logistics space, it could be brands like Argos, it could be other kind of retail brands. And on top of that, if you add your other um, kind of short-term, albeit gig, um, opportunities as well it's a very 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 crowded space and it's like a lot of people have said you know it's moved away from the war for talent apologies for saying that and it's almost like the war to get people's attention in such a such a crowded space so
0: one of the subsets of programmatic advertising or performance-based advertising, you know, might be a better way to describe it, is what's going on with the job board market. Talk us through what you've done in terms of programmatic job advertising.
1: Yeah, sure. So, obviously, um, you know, if you take uh, Yodel um, as a both a, a provider of permanent opportunities and obviously um, providing self-employed opportunities, um, you know, we, we fr- from time, time there will always be vacancies that we need a little bit of help or a little bit of a kind of a push on so if a vacancy is fairly fairly standard we'll put a job on you know indeed or we'll put a job on um total jobs um and we'll if it's an indeed organic or just like the kind of traffic come naturally or if it's on total jobs or read it's part of our kind of our monthly subscription which is probably what a lot of the listeners will refer to or what we would refer to as kind of old school advertising if that makes sense because of the the sheer kind of tenacity um, and the kind of competitive nature of the industry, we do do quite a lot of kind of paid advertising. So probably the first example is what I would say is one of the most popular is, is Indeed. So we will actually sponsor either a job or certain words to appear either both higher than our competitors on Indeed or on Google, for example, because um, let's be honest with you, if you are sponsoring words on Google, if it's not in the top three, let's be honest with you, it's never going to um, happen. I think there's actually a quote of something like nobody actually now actually visits page two on Google because it's it's kind of a, it's a bit of a nothing environment. When it comes to the uh, kind of the the, the performance based and programmatic um, area, uh, we struggle in all the the popular logistics areas, so the M1 corridor. Um, around rugby northampton peterborough those kind of bits and pieces and in quite rural areas as well such as the South West, south wales etc so we will um, pay a certain amount of money against a certain type of job until we get say 20 or 30 or maybe even 40 applications based on previous data analysis so for example we will know to fill a job in say torquay we need at least eight to ten applications to kind of convert to an offer, shall we say? Um, the added bonus now of a lot of the um, kind of platforms, both obviously impaired and programmatic, means that using um, and this AI that I, AI, then I hugely apologise, using kind of automation and machine learning uh, that the system will actually know based on previous performance when to kind of cut off traffic. Um, so I, I think for me, it's a blended approach. You rely on what we would call your, your old school job boards versus actually sponsoring a specific job, i.e. employee, delivery, driver, not guru, or delivery or driver or something along those lines.
0: These are platforms where the jobs appear on multiple job boards to help you fill them. How, how does it work?
1: Yeah, so basically, we we will have we, we will sign a budget. Um, uh, say it could be 5k, it could be 10k, it could be 20k, it could be a little bit more if it is a, um, a rolling uh campaign. And basically, if you look at any uh platform, so for example, we use Appcast quite a lot through our uh, media. Partner, they will have a predefined almost network of job boards that they can um, kind of rely on. So it could be your specialist, it could be your job boards that you have already. So they might look after total jobs or indeed for you, or it might be specialists. But what it really, really does is through one single channel, i.e., the platform itself, you're getting access to candidates on all those various job boards. Um, whilst having to not sign up for individual agreements, if that makes sense. And because, yet again, it uses things like algorithms, machine learning, um, all of the bits and pieces like that, uh, you can actually really um, optimize how your budget is spent against the uh, specific job advert, if that makes sense. And because it's learning all the time in regards to kind of past performance, future performance you're getting a lot more kind of um, book for your money rather than if you just, say, put a um, job advert on, say, one of the traditional job boards, because you have to pay for that job advert regardless. If you use performance-based advertising, you're only really paying for the results you get, if that makes sense
0: yeah absolutely and it sounds like once more sort of data is absolutely is absolutely key here how have you sort of got to that level of data intelligence where you know exactly how many applications you're going to need for for each type of role sort of how how are you sort of measuring that how are you getting access to that to that kind of data
1: yeah so i think you you really have to start with the basics really so you know whenever you're you're looking to set up any form of, of, of of attraction whether it's social media whether it's a job board whether it's programmatic you need to make sure that everything is connected in terms of integration so you can track individual activity the good thing around performance-based advertising because it is built on data ie previously this happened so if you are going to do it again this will probably happen again with these variables changing you can get really clinical um with your kind of plans on how you are to advertise so when it comes to budgets we know roughly to hire somebody in south wales it will cost this amount and for this amount we will get these many hires these many clicks and we can work on percentages and all the rest of it and that is why it's really really important you need a solid connection between all your various channels and your ats or crm so you can say you can really i know a lot of people talk around the funnel and conversion like it's a little bit of an outdated thing and to be honest with you i think it is but you still need to say for this advert we had this many people Clicking on it to see what it was. We had this many people clicking through to the main advert. We had this many people applying, and this many people getting the job. Um, so for me, get the basics right in terms of connecting together all your various uh, channels, and then each one of those channels can become a data source, and you can get really, really uh, kind of intensive in terms of you know evaluating which are the best kind of traffic sources. Where do we get most candidates from? And then you can even and rightly so look into things like DNI, you know, what, what what channels perform well, what channels perform badly, and how can we improve other initiatives like that? So I think it's kind of just making sure that you've you've got those data sources, you understand them, and then you can kind of take them away and kind of play with them to uh, you know, to whatever you're trying to achieve. So what would your advice be to
0: people looking at sort of performance based job advertising for, for the first time? Other than obviously data which You've you've just been talking about. What else should people be bearing in mind?
1: I think it's one of those whereby you can't. and I know sometimes in ta we, we do get a little bit excited about uh, cool tech and the so, but I think it's really important to understand where you you where you currently are at with your uh, current attraction channels. So I know a lot of people always discuss um, the war for talent, but, you know, we really now are in an age um, of the war for attention. You know, there are more job uh, job adverts out there than ever. There's more content out there than ever. You know, every week there's a new careers website. Every week there's a new kind of uh, campaign taking place. So it's really vital that you understand, you know, where your current um, attraction activity is taking place. How it's performing, and clearly, what is the ROI on it? So, I would I, I, w- I would, look at where your spend is currently going, i.e., say if you're spending 50K on a job board, how many hires did you have? What was the activity? What was the quality of hire? Um, and I think, as previously discussed, uh, Matt, in another podcast we did around tech, you know, have an open, honest conversation with uh, media agencies uh programmatic organizations you know organizations that um provide recruitment marketing platforms and just have an honest and open conversation because they are you know it is possible to get demos it is possible to trail um campaigns using something as small as 100 maybe 200 pounds and just just see what those kind of re- results might bring you because um, actually it might just be a case of you know you might need to tweak your google for job settings I might need to uh, tweak your tracking, uh, et cetera. Um, but, you know, don't always throw the money at the problem. Look, look, look where you are, see where your attraction black holes are, um, and then maybe look at things like performance-based advertising where, you know, it, what it says on the tin, you will literally only pay for the results that you get.
0: Final question. W- what does the future look like? I mean, what, is the, what do you think the future looks like for programmatic in, in general, but also what does your future strategy look like?
1: I think now that we're on this performance-based advertising role, i don't think there's i can't personally i can't see myself turning around and saying you know what i want to go back to just throwing out job adverts we pay a certain amount per month and we don't really care about performance i think everything now will be performance based so you're probably going to move from um your classic uh, pay-per-click model where it pretty much says what, what it says on the tin um to you know you will only pay um dependent on the performance of the campaign or even uh cost per applicant or you know cost per campaign or whatever um and i think that obviously that the costings behind that will become really clinical so you will literally know how much it costs to get say 10 software developers or 50 project managers or 100 drivers um so i think that's probably the the first thing um, and I think as well, a lot more decisions will be based around data, as it should be anyway. But I think the data is going to get way more, um, way more finite. Will we ever get to the bottom of um, attribution? Who knows? In terms of you know where exactly did that candidate come from? Um, so yeah, again, I think it will follow sales and marketing in terms of really drilling down on the detail um, and really truly understanding a what our audience is b how do we work with them and c how do we get the final out uh, the, the the kind of the wanted um outcome which is better hires more quality hires um and i guess more um more candidate for our book really ben thank you very much for talking to me cheers matt so
0: we've we've heard from Ben there about uh, effectively about programmatic job board advertising, and hopefully by this stage people are, are clear that there are sort of two different types of programmatic advertising or two different models that are using that that are being used in in recruiting what's the What's the key differences as far as you're concerned in terms of what people can expect to get out of them or indeed
3: how they should be using them so I think the first thing to appreciate is that Programmatic advertising in the sense that John's using it is really, it's a really important part of the marketing mix, but it's not unique to the recruitment industry in the same way that job board programmatic is. So when you're competing for people's attention on social media and on Google, you're competing alongside um, all other industries, uh, all of your competitors, all of the different places where people might be trying to get those people. Um, Job board programmatic is a much more specific, targeted way of engaging with active candidates and to get, get the most out of your job board advertising. It's become especially relevant in uh, the last sort of couple of years where um, in a post Indeed world, uh, where Indeed kind of introduced this new way of buying and selling candidates. Um indeed have now got you know over thirty competitors, right? So there's there's a real reason to be using automatic job ad placement rather than trying to do all of this manually. Uh lots of recruiters don't have enough time to be sitting there manually uh, sort of managing these kind of campaigns. So you need a, a a sort of approach that allows you to get all of the benefits without the downsides. Um both types of programmatic advertising are about engaging with candidates, right, which is great. And there's, there's definitely a place for both. It's really about understanding the differences between the two and, and kind of splitting them out in your mind as to what you're trying to achieve with both, I guess.
0: Let's sort of dive deeper into programmatic job board advertising. You mentioned Indeed there, Ben mentioned Indeed in, in the interview. So it's, it's an example that, that, that comes up time and time again. Are there other options or other other, other ways of doing it?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, it, Indeed have got uh, probably in excess of 30 30, maybe 40 competitors in the UK now. Um, Zip Recruiter, uh, Adzuna, Novu, who are rebranding as talent.com are probably some of the biggest. Uh, But you've also got a whole uh, host of niche Uh, job boards that work in the same way Um, a a recent example i know know sonic jobs have been winning awards recently is they're a sort of um like a mobile first aggregator they prioritize that side of things so like with traditional job boards where you've got lots of different players in the market who kind of specialize in different ways of getting their candidates and different ways of serving their clients you've now got exactly the same thing on the other side of the job board market with indeed and their competitors
0: what kind of reasons sit behind people wanting to use job boards in this way rather than say the more traditional time-based way of uh, advertising
3: so i think there's lots of reasons that uh, people come to explore kind of programmatic approaches that one we're seeing a lot of at the moment is that there are certainly within the recruitment agency space there's uh, there's a rumor going around at the moment that indeed will be switching off their organic traffic um Now, whether or not that happens sooner or later, what what it has done is refocus people's minds on their candidate acquisition and thinking about what the most effective way to do that is. So, where there are opportunities to not just use one job board, but actually to use, you know, 15, 20, 30, um, that's appealing to a lot of people because it's about kind of de risking, diversifying, um, increasing scope and and sort of breadth of recruitment. there's also an opportunity there uh, to, to improve time to hire without massively affecting budget. So if you have the opportunity to advertise across 15 job boards rather than one, um, you could keep those adverts live for you know a day on 15 job boards rather than for 15 days on one. Uh, and you'd be spending the same amount of money, but really increasing how quick you're getting those candidates. So that that's another reason people look at it. Um, I think... There's a lot of talk at the moment about it being quite a candidate poor market. Um, so there's, you know, people are quite comfortable at the moment. Um, and where there's fewer candidates, your opportunity to get ahead of your competition and find new ways of finding candidates has got much more benefit than it does in a uh, in a relatively kind of supplier side market. Um, I'd, I'd say those are probably the, the sort of top reasons. Um, it's Mainly it's about competition. Um, being a sort of competitive player in the talent space um, and finding new ways to get candidates as effectively as possible.
0: Now, Ben talked about using platforms to do this and also AI and machine learning to to optimise what's going on. Talk us through the the mechanics of it all a a little bit more.
3: Yeah, so I think for most people, the simplest way to think about the the mechanics of programmatic job board advertising is to think about it... um, as a bit like a supercharged multi-poster for this this new breed of job boards, which allow you to buy individual clicks and applications rather than a sort of 30 day job credit. So what the, the experience of most people will be that they take their the feed of job that's currently going out to all of their, their job boards or, or to their multi-poster um, That same feed will then plug into a bit of technology. So I know Ben mentions uh, he uses AppCast and we're we're on the same platform Um, while we we kind of build our own bespoke version. Um, And the client experience is that that feed goes out in exactly the same way. And then what that platform does is that that facilitates sending that feed out to all of the different paper performance job boards, um, managing the placement of those adverts. So you're spending the right amount of budget and advertising in the right locations and also monitoring the amount of applications that come back in. So what you don't want is for your your campaigns have some runaway jobs, which are getting hundreds and hundreds of applications and and spending all your budget really fast, uh, while other jobs go left completely untouched. So one of the jobs of that platform is to monitor applications and make sure that once you've received enough applications regardless of how many that is for some organizations that will be five or ten applications for others you know you might need hundreds um, but you're monitoring how many applications you get back in and then mo- uh, sort of managing and, and tweaking your advertising to match uh, so you're always prioritizing the right jobs spending budget effectively and that's all being managed in one place
0: what about the sort of data and, and, and performance management and all those all those all those kind of things what 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 sort of metrics are available how do people manage optimization what's your sort of take on all of that
3: so I, I think data as ever is really important um, we're I mentioned we're working with a lot of recruitment agencies at the moment and actually they're what agencies are really good at is for focusing the mind on ROI because you know at the end of the day for an agency if you're not making placements uh, your your sort of ROI evaporates and they're, they're very focused on the kind of success focus side of things um but for I think for everyone there's some key things that you'd want to find out before you uh, or at least in sort of part of the trial process of getting set up um an understanding of how many applications you need for uh, to, to fill a role can be really important. So there's no point setting your campaign up to receive 10 applications per role if actually on average you need 15 to make a placement um, and also vice versa. Um, a, a lot of these platforms are capable of delivering you far more applications than you could ever possibly need. Uh, so being able to balance your budget versus what success would look like is really important. Um, being able to track as far through the process as possible as ever, and I'd actually make this point about any sort of recruitment marketing, uh, but being able to track as far through the process as possible is important. Um, we're, we're working with Broadbean at the moment to uh, kind of bridge that gap from traffic source through to, to through to hire and to placement. So I think that's quite helpful. Um A lot of the other metrics are very similar to if you've done any other sort of online advertising, it's very similar. So you'd be talking about cost per clicks or cost per applications rather than Um, your you know the total cost of an advertising um, sort of credit or play um, sort of placement on a board Um, so in that sense it's very very similar Um, it's worth remembering that like this stuff is really really flexible so you you want that data to be feeding back into your campaign so you can tweak and amend as you go it's not the case that you have to run you know a full kind of six-month campaign and then sit on a load of data and work out what to do next a lot of this is very movable and very malleable Um, so not just having the data, but being in a position to kind of actually look at it, analyze it and and reflect on it, I think is probably the most important bit. You mentioned
0: getting more applications than you could ever deal with. What kind of results do, do, should people expect from programmatic job board advertising? Is it is it a magic bullet that's going to solve all their recruiting challenges?
3: Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, nothing's ever the ma- magic bullet, right? But I think um, I, I think the first thing I would suggest is that to to not expect or, or to not even uh, make as an objective to increase the overall number of applications, um, that can be a bit of a red red herring for a lot of organisations because actually, um, you know, most recruiters would tell you that they'd rather five or six excellent applications than they would have 50 or 60 really average ones. So one of the things that we do is we look to improve the distribution of applications across roles. Uh, So avoiding that situation where 10% of your roles are getting 90% of the applications and the rest are looking pretty barren. Um, so improving distribution is really important. So getting more relevant and quality applications rather than just quantity. Um, to give you a marker of what that improvement might look like, we've um, when, when we take on uh, somebody's, uh, let, let's say we take on their their Indeed, ZipRecruiter, and Adzuna campaigns. Um, Just by putting that platform and that management in place, we'd guarantee to improve results by about 20%. So rather than getting 10 candidates, you'd expect 12. Uh, But we wouldn't be at all surprised to see that number be more like 40 or 60% over the first sort of two or three months. So you're talking about serious, you know, serious numbers for um, impacting the effectiveness of your recruitment, um, but equally it's it's not you know th- this doesn't increase results by a thousand percent. so there's a there's still plenty of work for recruiters to be doing. This is a way of just getting you more candidates that you can work with.
0: Now you've already sort of mentioned lots of things that employers should be bearing in mind, um, and both John and Ben did this as well. but what what other advice would you give to employers who want to get started with programmatic job advertising?
3: I think um, I, I think Ben referred to this idea of kind of dipping a toe, or like starting the small scale stuff. Um, I'd be a real advocate for that. So I, I think um, we always refer to the first few months of any campaign as a trial, uh, even if it's just sort of a nominal one. Because we w- what we want to impress upon people is that this this isn't the sort of thing that you need to sign off for twenty four months commitment. Um, it doesn't need enormous budgets to trial it and to start experimenting. Um, we would never suggest you know, I don't think any, anyone should be suggesting that people are cutting all their traditional job board uh, inventory and giving it all to you know new programmatic approaches because the, the market isn't there yet. What definitely is important is making sure that you're not in a position where you'll get left behind when the market moves on. So you never want to be in a situation where you're, you're kind of hoovering up all the inventory that nobody else wants in, in you know 24 months time because you missed the boat. Um, you like working now to get your tech set up and to get your tracking and analytics set up will make it much, much easier um, for you to start adopting these things in earnest when you're ready to. Um, we, like, it's very possible to run a programmatic trial for sort of one or two thousand pounds across uh, you know, a small subset of your roles. So it really, I, I think it's really unwise to kind of dive in head first. I think it's much better to go for a, a small trial. Uh, take those really positive, you know, hopefully really positive results to your um, to your managers, to, your, you know, the HRDs and, and those kinds of players and say, look, we've proved that it works on a small scale. Can we consider rolling this out um, it, it with, you know, with a bit more oomph? Um, and at that point, you're fully set up for success, right? So you've, uh, the, the risk is massively reduced. You can be much more confident. The team's much more uh, comfortable with the process and the slightly new way of doing things. So for for me, that would be, that would be my biggest advice, right? With all of these things, with so much of recruitment marketing, it can sound very daunting until you just get started. And a lot of this is built to be as easy to adopt as possible. So starting on a small scale and then going from there, I think is the best. The best advice I could give.
0: So final question: What does the future look like? How do you think this is all going to pan out over the next two to three years?
3: Yeah, it's interesting. I think, I think increased sophistication uh, is is a pretty um, certain but slightly vague answer. Like I think th- the more detailed tracking and integration gets, um, I think overall campaigns will continue to evolve. And the the difference between a regular campaign and a programmatically managed campaign, I think that gap will only only get wider as, as the process gets a bit more sophisticated. I think... In terms of the market, it's almost inevitable that the biggest traditional job boards will start to offer more and more programmatic options. So, you know, your reads, your CV libraries, your total jobs, they will, uh, you know, I think, I don't think it's a trade secret to say that they're they're already, you know, kind of looking at this stuff and seeing where the big opportunities for themselves are. Um, If the same thing happens in the UK as happened in the US, Once the two models sit next to each other, you know, when when you can either buy a job credit for 30 days or you can buy a campaign programmatically, programmatic tends to win out quite quickly. Um, So I I would expect to see something along those lines. I think, you know, in 24 months time, I don't think we'll have to delineate between traditional job board advertising and programmatic campaigns. I think it'll all be programmatically managed and we'll just all be thinking in those terms all the time. Rob, thank you
0: very much for talking to me. Thanks for having me. My thanks to John Hull, Ben Gledhill and Rob Prince. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow us on Instagram. You can find the show by searching for Recruiting Future. If you're a Spotify or Pandora user, you can also listen to the show there. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time, and I hope you'll join me.
2: This is my show.